Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Unreroute the rivers, let the damned water beat. There's some people down the way that's thirsty, so let the liquid spirit free. The people are thirsty because of man's unnatural hand. Watch what happens when the people catch wind, when the water hits the banks of that hard, dry land. Clap your hands now. Head, clap your hands now. That was Liquid Spirit from Gregory Porter, an energetic and punchy way to start the programme here on Jazz FM. Good morning, it's me, Elliot Moss, and this is Jazz Shapers, the place so you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business. My business shaper today is none other than the celebrated and respected and awarded chef, Monsieur Le Raymond Blanc. Raymond Blanc will be with me for the next hour and I can't wait and you won't be able to wait either. You will be salivating, I promise, all the way through the programme. In addition to hearing from Raymond, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, if it isn't enough for a wonderful show, you'll also be hearing some brilliant music from the shapers of jazz, blues and souls. Let's get going with this from Etta James and I Love Paris. I love Paris in the springtime I love Paris in the fall I love Paris The inimitable Etta James with I Love Paris. As I promised, my business shaper today is Raymond Blanc, the celebrated chef, the man who's got restaurants, who's culinary advisor to some of the biggest businesses in the world, who has made his mark somewhat on the world of food and has been doing so for over four decades. It's an absolute honour to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for inviting me. really feel very happy. Great music, by the way. You like the Great shows. I think so. Fantastic. Now, Raymond, you're, you're in London briefly. Um, you're obviously connected to Eurostar. Tell me a little bit. I'm going to go through all sorts of things with you about where you began and stuff. But right now, you're here because um, very recently you've been doing some things with Champagne, which are very clever. Tell Absolutely. me a little bit about that. Well, you put together this amazing song. I love Paris and I do love Paris. And I know millions of people love Paris. So much shows that recently with Eurostar, we created the biggest world Guinness book of record on the biggest testing on the world scene forever. So imagine with 800 people testing champagne at Eurostar and there were songs everywhere. There was jazz, there was rock and roll, there was music, everyone was singing. It was fantastic. Imagine seeing all these business guys going to Paris and having to test three glasses of champagne you know, by 10 o'clock, believe me, yeah. it was amazing. <laughs> it made for much better. Great place. Place. Much better and we won the world of champagne. We, we, won, the, we won the world record. Fantastic. Now, this is obviously, look, we're now here in your fourth decade, as I said, of, yes. of, being, of being Raymond Blanc. Many years ago, when you first started in the business, you know, people talk about Maman Blanc. They talk about you as a child and your love of food and your love of drink and your love of all things that are good. And, you know, we joke about the French and their wonderful attitude towards life. If you cast your mind back way back then, the passion for food... Would, could, does not always necessarily translate into a businessman, into a person that actually wants to set up their own business, set up their own restaurant. Why do you think you wanted to as the young man? What was it special about you? Well, one thing I didn't want to be is to be mediocre. Mediocrity scared me completely. Okay, so I, when I entered first, when I wanted to be a chef when I saw this restaurant, 
And when I saw this maître d'hôtel, you know, it was like a ballet. You know, these uh, young waiters with their Bordeaux jacket, silver epaulette, you know, serving the guests. It was beautiful. The crepes with it being flambéed, the cheese trolley being brought ceremoniously, you know, in front of the guests and carved in front of the guests. I found that's it. I want to be a chef. But I didn't. I was not a chef. I became first a cleaner, but I became quickly the best cleaner in town. And I remember there were some 18th century mirrors which I would clean with paper and, and, and vinegar until they shined. They were beautiful. Everything was shiny. So then after I became the best washer-up, then the best glass washer-up, and then I became a waiter, and then something went very wrong because I wanted to be a chef, but basically. So to arrive in the kitchens was a long journey. And I told the chef uh, his, his food was not was too acid, too rich, too much, okay? And, and, and I received a, a copper pan in my face, and I was brought to the hospital, and actually eventually I arrived in England, not like Napoleon would have wished on his beautiful white horse, but very humbly, but with burning, not ambition, burning desire to create something beautiful, to connect with food. So effectively, I lost my joe, I lost my egos, but basically... Discovering England, I knew it was a land of possibilities. Find out much more from uh, Raymond Blanc and all about his amazing attitude to simply being the best. Time for some more music. This is Duke Ellington and rather aptly taking the A train. That was Duke Ellington and Take the A-Train. Raymond Blanc is my business shaper today and he is, if you didn't know already, a rather well-known chef um, and has been unbelievably successful for many, many years. Raymond, you were telling me earlier about where it began and the the broken jaw, Mm -hmm. the broken ego. You come, you arrive on the shores of Britain, not quite, as you said, as Napoleon may have wanted, but here you are in the mid-70s and you have that burning desire. Many people listening will have a burning desire to do something and it remains that, and then it often gets doesn't happen. It ha- doesn't doesn't happen quite the way they want it. How over those formative years before you open Le Manoir Quatre Saisons, how did it happen for you? Tell me about those early days. Well, there's always nothing happen immediately and instantly. Um, you have to learn certain things. I was a totally self-taught chef. The chef fell ill actually in this lovely pub called the Rose Revived, and. And entered the kitchen disguised as a chef. And I remember all my life, because I will show you my signature, okay? I had bought the biggest hat I could find because I was so proud, you know, to enter. I was totally self-taught, remember? You know, and I had a beautiful uniform, chef's uniform, okay? And of course, it was the 70s, so I had long hair, okay? And I entered that kitchen. And from the moment I took, I cooked, it was quite amazing. And the customers, very quickly, you know, they were storming in the kitchen. Who is that guy who is cooking? The customers were coming to see me. And I remember my first cooking was in a very, a very old arger where I had to come at 5 o'clock in the morning to put the coal, light the coal, and warm, warm. So it was not like now with gas. So it was really extraordinary. And from that moment, I opened my kitchen. I opened my restaurant. Six months after, I opened my first restaurant, Les Quatre Saisons between the ladies' underwear and Oxfam. So nothing to pre... In the worst possible time, 
uh, in Great Britain because I know you must remember these times where there were strikes everywhere. We were yeah. working three days a week. Even the undertakers were striking. Okay, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, it was so bad. Okay, and food was. Uh, irrelevant. We had created a big factory in Gadebutan and all the food was based on intensive farming, heavy processing, food had become a mere commodity. So do you think Great Britain needed another French restaurant? No. No, exactly. That is the answer. But I did. Okay. And I remember because I, I love my cat saison. That was my first time with my wife Jenny. We started. Okay. And we had very little money. No business really, ex really experience, business experience we had to learn the hard way. And I can tell you, I've eaten so many humble pies in my life, and they were very useful. It's very useful because you need sometimes to, 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 uh, to falter in order to understand why. And let me ask you, why do you think it worked? Because as you said, at that point, there, was hu there were huge economic problems. Yeah. There was no food culture. Now in 2014, we talk about yeah. wonderful food in London and the rest of the country. There, that did not exist. Why did it happen? How did people latch on and think this is how it should be? Uh, you know, I, I read about your, your attitude towards simple food, towards informality, towards you know, just basically fantastic ingredients served up in beautiful ways, very simply put. Why do you think it caught on? I think... Uh, the food was, yes, there was a degree of simplicity because very much inspired by the simple philosophy of my mom, which was based on purity and nobility of the ingredients, which had to be based on seasonality at all time, close to home, okay, which was based on curiosity. And that the curiosity factor, I think, is that's the most important. Anyone who dare to be curious, ask questions, you know, constantly query something, look at a thing, even though it's done it a thousand times, go on to it to see it with freshness in his eyes, that childlike look inside that any mystery, I think that person is likely to succeed. But most days, well, I also brought a bit of your multicultural culture in my food. So I had a cultural background of my, my, my mama. Plus your multicultural background as well. That means there was Indian cuisine here. So I started to take some spices from England, ginger, lemongrass. Okay, but enriching my culture, not confusing it. Big difference. Okay, so I was not a trendy guy trying to do something uh, extraordinarily trendy. No, no, no. I knew who I was and I still know who I am. Okay, but even were, more you, so now. But you were confident. But I'm a better, I was a better Frenchman through my food yeah. and through embracing other cultures from elsewhere. I made a, a type of French cuisine which was honest, which was, which was light, exciting, sharp, fresh. Okay, and people loved it. I think when people meet something truly beautiful, they know it. And I hope it doesn't sound vain. No, no, okay? no. no. They, it You're came right. from my heart. It came so deep inside. It was such a powerful expression of what I wanted to give my guests the best. So first, initially, it's all about the guests. Then after, of course, you learn, okay, about the business side. And you have to, otherwise you will be out of business in no time. Mm. You've got to remember that in Great Britain, or in France, or anywhere else in the world, 80% of restaurants failed the first year. But yours didn't, and we're going to hold that story just there, just for a moment, because what fantastic words, all freshness, seeing, th seeing things through fresh ideas, and as you said, right from the heart, that expression that couldn't just, it couldn't not come out. Latest travels come up in a couple of minutes, but before that, some words of wisdom for your business. I hope you're listening. I hope you listen to Raymond Blanc as well, because you've heard some fantastic insight. For your, this is some advice for your business, so from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. My name is Andrew Remington, and I'm a corporate partner at Mishkondorea. 
I spend my life assisting clients doing M&A transactions and raising capital. Having done many, many deals, each deal uh, has many similar components, but one thing is always different, and that is the people. Uh, understanding the individual personalities of a deal is critical to the success of any transaction. Good negotiators adopt the 80-20 rule. Generally speaking, the other parties around the table do 80% of the talking, and the good negotiators listen, try to understand what the key issues are that the other parties need or want to have from the transaction, and then trying to be sympathetic to those whilst not losing sight of your own a business deal. So be a good listener, um, but don't lose sight of the goal, which is to achieve a deal that works for both sides. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, you can catch a brilliant one. If you've missed any, iTunes is the place. Put in the words Jazz and Shapers. You'll find all of them there. My extraordinary business shaper today is Raymond Blanc. He is an incredible man, full of passion, full of knowledge, and full of the desire, actually, within his restaurant business and the books he's written and everything else, to share. And this is what I want to talk to you about, Raymond, for a moment. You have, you know, when you set up the the, the, the restaurant and the hotel, you also eventually set up a cookery school. You have written since then, as I mentioned. You present, you do all sorts of things. Some people just like doing the thing they do. To me, part of it seems to me that one of the things you do is to share what you know. What compels you to want to share so much and for, and so consistently over the years? You're absolutely right. Yeah. I love to pass on my knowledge. I love, and because I'm so self-taught, it was tough to be where I am. Because you had to take so many falls, you had to get up, you got to dust yourself up, and 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 learn what you've done wrong, whether it was in a business of organization, a business of, of, of finance, or, or training. There's so much to learn. But when you run a restaurant, there's millions of aspects to it. You've got to be the best plumber, the best engineer. You become, you know, a washer up, you're a cleaner, you're a trainer, you're a philosopher, you are, uh, you know, you are involved in so many aspects which you are not prepared for. You, so it was really quite of an extraordinary challenge. But in my head as well, not only did I want to pass on my knowledge, and I think we have succeeded to some degree, because again today, just a few days ago, I was so happy. Out of the 12 young people, best national, uh, in the nation, best chefs, young chefs, three came from Le Manoir. Three. And they finished one, number one, number two, and number three. And that for me, and it's not about egos, it's about thanking my wonderful chef Guy Jones, my wonderful other chef Benoit Blain, all my marvelous generals and field marshals who embrace that vision so much. It is. It has become their vision. It is not my vision anymore. And that's why I'm winning because I've been able to give them this warm fuzzies, so to speak, and and then for them to own it. And I think when you have somebody who owns your vision, your ideas, your that becomes there. So then you match richer. You you are the worse off when you don't share it. And equally, I wanted to create really an industry which was modern. A modern industry. We are in great need of creating a modern. We are the industry which is the least uh, uh, modern. In so much, we. What I want to say. Sorry, I cannot say it. Uh, uh, let me two seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I want to say is, uh, um, 
for many years to be a chef, you have to have frontal lobotomy, you have to be a social outcast and, a, a, and an academic failure. It was a bottom, with, where the bottom feeders who has a servant, so to speak. Whereas, and, why, and it's a tough place. You work 12, 14, 15 hours a day. And I want to stop that. I really want to create a modern industry in which young people will come. They will not be threatened. They will be not shouted at. They will not be humiliated, but create a work environment which is all about teaching, preparing somebody, a young person, to grow safely and mature into a great professional who is going to be one of the greatest mighty power, okay, and success in their life. Because that's what we're trying to do. And I think we are, we are succeeding. It's not perfect, but we're succeeding to some degree. And, and training is a core value of what we do at Belmont Le Manoir Cartesian. Definitely the core value. It's the heart of it. Passing on one's knowledge. And as soon as I teach you how to peel a carrot, or how to do a proper project management on the project, you have to pass on that knowledge. You have the duty to pass it on to somebody else. And you will want to, because that makes you feel richer, that teaches you to be a teacher, and you enrich somebody else's life. It's, it's all positive. So I would like to create a modern industry where young people, young parents, will want to send their children to our amazing industry. And at the moment, they still don't. Mm. We are an industry in which has got the most highlights in terms of television time on cooking, and yet young people don't want to come in the industry because I think as teachers, as trainers, we're not good enough. And, and we yet, have to create an environment which is that good, and that yet, professional. And yet what you say is so absolutely right. Whatever business you're in, help people enrich their own lives and the next people mm. that come into it and change the industry. Fantastic words. Um, time for some music, though. It's got to be some more music, and I think you like this one. This is James Brown Whoa. and Sex Machine. Oh, Sex Machine, of course. Nine o'clock in the morning, fantastic. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to get into it, man, you know. Go ahead. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Yeah. Moving, doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off? Go ahead. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Get on up. Oof, that's fantastic. <laughs> Raymond Block is my busy shaper, and he likes James Brown. He particularly likes that track as well. That was Sex Machine, of course. Raymond, um, your vision of what a sharing business environment should be like is is absolutely right. Your vision of how you want your own industry to change is absolutely right. You are a full-on guy. There's not it, 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 meeting in this short time. There's energy. There's ideas. How do you ever not think about that? Do you get time to relax? Do you find a space? And if so, how do you do it? Because people listening will go, wow, I want to be the best. I want to have that. But can you do all that? Can you still be kind of calm at times as well? Where does that come from? Uh, first, I've got great problem in saying no. And actually, I met just a few days ago a lovely friend of mine, which I consider a guru, a truly wise man. Okay, And, I, and he told me, Raymond, you have to learn to say no. And, and it's true, it was so right, because I don't know how to say no, but everything interests me. 
you know, you, you I will be interested, you know, on, on that space you have created here. You know, what you put those speakers here. So I constantly see this amazing childlike curiosity, which I still have in me. But mostly, I love my world. I love my world of food, but not just my food, because all my little belly, all I earn is for you. No, food is about people. It's about business. It's about finance. It's about success. It's about joy. It's about celebration. It's about holding your lover's hand or being with your family at the table. Food is so much more than that. It's about environment. It's about psychology. It's about so food t touch everything. And I'm, li I'm, I'm so lucky to live in that thing. So I've got to learn eventually to say no. That's my task. Raymond Blanc will be with me just for a few more minutes and I would urge you to stay and listen with me because you will be hearing some more brilliant words from him. We'll also be playing a track from Jamie Cullum. That's coming up next here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal. After years of expensive education A car full of books and anticipation I'm an expert on Shakespeare and that's a hell of a lot But the world don't need scholars as much as I thought 20-something from Jamie Callum here on Jazz FM's Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Raymond Blanc's been with me, and in fact, Raymond, you were telling me earlier, you played, or rather, you cooked, and he played in a special few evenings. Yes, we did the Maybe right order. I was cooking, he was playing. Okay, <laughs> Although, it was amazing. It was a martial event. It was absolutely amazing to work with him, and we had the most glorious moment. And three evenings, it was fantastic. Do, do you identify with other people like that who are absolutely at the top of what they do? Oh, yes. And Always. what is it? Are they? Is it because they have that passion, that, that desire for excellence? No, it? yes, it's, a, it's about excellence, it's about somebody who is trying to touch his best, okay, whether it is in the world of painting, or the world of cooking, or the world of books, or literature, music, radio, the best is the best. That's why classics exist, thank God. It's something marvellous. When you hear that old James Bond music, that music is going to stay forever there. I'm also aware that the government, when you first started Le Manoir Quatre Saison, actually invested a lot of money in you. And generally, when people think about what role government can play in helping businesses, people have different experiences. What would you love government to do for young people listening, burgeoning chefs, burgeoning anything, burgeoning creative people who want to set their own thing? What would you love them to uh, actually offer First people. of all, what they given me was quite incredible. I was starting my business, and I would have never started it without the help of the government. It just happened. It was maybe a bit of luck. They, start, they did, uh, Margaret Thatcher and her government did a business expansion scheme, which allowed people who were paying basically 70 or 80% tax to invest in a restaurant tax-free. I mean, create a business, and that was a fantastic fantastic um, uh, fantastic things that the government did which help society at large the creation of new businesses okay because England was really at the time if France is in a hole we were in an abyss at that time so to create that uh, initiative created thousands of businesses and I was one of them and then the government helped me further when I realized in creating the Belmont Le Manoir Quatre Saison I realized I had a big problem. I was lacking because there was dry rot, wet rot. There was all sort of real problem of a big house, you know, which had so many ills. Okay, so the, I want the government and uh, the ministry to ask them a grant. 
and we managed to get that grant. Proof, and, and my deal was, my, was, was what I proposed to them, is that, that I would train young British people, that we would create one of the most beautiful places in Great Britain, where thousands of tourists will come, and they believe me, and, I've, and they gave me, I think, about £200,000, which is worth about now, what, two millions? Mm. So you would say to government, please help get behind I young help businesses. Bis- help businesses. I think the medium-sized businesses have not been helped as they should have been, neither by banks and nor no by government, not as much as they should be. Fantastic stuff. And just before I let you go, and it's been an absolute pleasure and an honour, <coughs> Monsieur Raymond Blanc, what is your song choice and why have you chosen it? Well, it's an old love affair. The first time I heard Jacques Lussier, it was among the festival of music at the Marinoir, which happened every year. I invited this group. And the piece that I'm going to make you listen is extraordinary because it's very much inspired by Bach, but it translates Bach, okay, and other great, you know, great, great classical composers into modernity, into jazz. And I think it is completely sumptuous. This is your choice. It's from Jacques Lucier and it is Air on a G String. Thank you so much for being my business shaper today. Thank you, sir. That was Air on a G-String from Jacques Lussier, the song choice of my extraordinary business shaper today, Raymond Blanc. Unbelievable focus on standards, a belief in the importance of education, and a real vision for the future based on super strong values right from his birth. Fantastic stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's 9am next Saturday morning here on Jazz FM for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, though, stay with us because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.